0: And that is the truth in it has. Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the burnt offering of the brain. Of people that know how to offer their minds to the fire of his glory. Well, praise God. You know, it was fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost earlier today and he just put upon my heart to ask Rebecca to open up tonight's meeting. She's been at a Bobby Conner conference in Texas the last week and just comes back with impartation for the tribe and there's a lot of mystical revelation in her heart so I'll just give her the stage for the first few minutes of Joel's Bar, however long she wants, and when she's done, I'll come back and preach at you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> you left your other body up here. <laughs> oh. oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Wow. Oh, oh wonderful. Counselor mighty. God everlasting Father within us. Oh, Jesus. We had such a wonderful time at the conference. Oh, seeing Blessed Bobby, Connor, Pastor Tony, Pastor Sandy, VCC, Houston. You guys can look it up on YouTube if you want to go back and watch the replays. Oh, Lord. Thank you. You know, without the new wine of the Holy Ghost, the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the to Santo, without Him, we can do nothing. We can do nothing. That was the main takeaway. Bobby's message that he was giving. Without Him, if He doesn't show up, we can do nothing. Nothing. He told us about a big meeting, a conference he went to with beloved John Paul Jackson before he passed away. Bless his heart. <laughs> I've seen him in heaven, too. There's nobody who can give you a correction and a love sandwich quite like John Paul Jackson. Well, this time, John Paul Jackson had invited Bobby Connor I mean, everybody who was anybody at that time of a pastor, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist. And they all came together. And they asked Bobby to speak. And he opened it up. And what did he get out there? And he told them, what did the Holy Spirit give to him to say? Without God, we can do nothing. And I mean, this, this is everybody who's anybody already. And he said, you could just feel like a, it just, oh, you could feel the brick. You could feel the the wall go up. You could feel the uncomfortability of those who already knew everything in the highest capacity and the greatest form of what they had done, right? The Lord had empowered them, real callings, real destinies, real power, gifts, and abilities. And here the Holy Spirit has Bobby Connor stand in front of everybody who's anybody who knows how to do anything. And he says simply, without him, we can do nothing. We have to have that in our spirit. If he doesn't show up, it's just a facade. It's just, we can sing, we can dance, we can laugh. We can use the gifts. We can have some healings some breakthroughs. Oh, but if he isn't the one doing it. Oh, we build in vain. There's so many things. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for tearing down everything within us and around us that we've built in vain. And the wonderful thing about this message is then, you know, it was stone cold response. You could feel it in the air, but then when the next speaker got up to speak, John Paul Jackson, he gets up and he starts out with a great, you know, it's eloquent, it's beautiful. And then out of nowhere, he froze. He just ended that And he stopped, he couldn't move, he couldn't speak, he couldn't do one thing. And so for all that time that Bobby was speaking, a message that no one Of the most advanced Christianity even wanted to hear, watched a demonstration of the word that he had just spoken. Before their faces. And he I mean, John Paul didn't even know what happened. He had to go back and watch the replay later. But it's just a testimony to sometimes it's the one message that we do not want to hear. We come to a place and experiencing God where we think. I've seen that, I've heard that. I know that. That's a basic truth of God. It's a basic truth. It's a basic truth of God. Let us never come into the place where the basics that we've been taught, Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord. The warmth of your presence, your wraparound shield, Let us never take for granted your word, mighty in power, its own power, your own power, working in your word. (laughs) For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He scorned the shame. And now for the joy set before you, and you, and you, and you, What is that cross that he's asked you to carry? Holding tight, not minding being constantly reminded of these basic truths so that we might hold fast to the sword the word of the Holy Spirit of God, his lightning sword. He is a sun and a shield. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and in his presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Pleasure is at his right hand forevermore.
2: <laughs>
1: and it's wonderful, it's wonderful to be reminded and in the simplicity of humbling ourselves as I humble myself, as you choose even this moment to step into that place of humility. And we humble ourselves before you, Holy Spirit. We choose the fear of the Lord. We choose your word. We choose not to go by our interpretation and our experiences of what we've heard in your word, To simply yield and surrender to what you're already doing, to find that (laughs) flow. It's so much simpler than we make it out to be. He made it easy on purpose. He hid these things from the wise and the learned that the simple and childlike might enter. There's an ease of the spirit that he's bringing you into today. How do I find it? How do you find it? Come Holy Spirit. Flow river from within our bellies. Flood the nations with glory. Come upon us, even upon us Holy Spirit that these beloved precious ones at the sound of my voice would be activated to walk in their divine destiny according to the plans and purposes that you have for each one. Why is it that not one single fingerprint is the same? Even in identical twins, even each snowflake that falls from the heavens is unique God has made you divinely unique in your spirit. And if you just let go of who you have been, who you thought you needed to be, who others said you were supposed to be, rest in the spirit when you just yield to the river of life. He's raising up your spirit to come out of your flesh, out of the stump, is rising a tender shoot the roots of David you've been growing in secret you've been feasting on his word you've been drinking his blood you've been seeking him in the quiet secret place you've been worshiping him in the assembly and praising him (laughs) but now is the time to awake and rise for his light is shining upon you and rising within you, (laughs) and the nations will come to the rising of His brightness within His bride, His beautiful bride of Christ, that we might mature in the things of God, even in the giftings of God fully yielded to the river, to be used for Him and not ourselves, that was one of the things that Bobby had shared with us that is the high form of treason in the kingdom of God is to use the giftings to draw men to ourselves and not to Jesus Christ himself. So our giftings fully yielded to the river of God, to his plans and his purposes, that they might know him within. <laughs> that we might present a bride fully faithful, pure, and spotless to the living God, filled to overflowing with his glory. And it's not mental gymnastics. It's not the acrobatics of figuring it out. It's just simply yielding And you can just lift your hands and tell him, say, I yield. I yield to your river. I yield to your spirit. I want to go with the flow of heaven. (laughs) It's so simple. (laughs) I yield. To you alone may my spirit yield. My flesh and my blood even cries out. I'm thirsty, Lord. I inhale his word. It is written. (laughs) I wanna wake up. Intoxicated, I woke up this morning. Oh, Lord. And it was a blessing to stumble out from my bed. And you you forget these things sometimes, you just go. And I find myself stumbling into the bathroom. (laughs) And it's wonderful. (laughs) And it's wonderful, it's wonderful, the intoxication of him, his presence, his glory. It's easier than we think. It's easier than we think. (laughs) It was a wonderful, wonderful time in Houston. Everywhere we're going, the Uber drivers, spontaneous prophetics, praise, worship, glory, words coming, words flowing from our Heavenly Father. Every Everywhere we're going, it's an encounter. I was sitting with a prophetess after one of the services. And uh, we're just speaking of the things of God. And there was some things that Bobby had gotten into. And during the Q&A, several of us posed him a question about things that he hadn't shared. Or that, you know, we wanted to pull on that anointing for the deep things of God. And I feel a fire burning in my skull as I'm telling you this. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that he told us during the meeting, that said, I'm not going to tell you where it is in the Bible. I am not going to tell you where it is in the Bible, but... And this was not in the recorded session. There is a verse in the Bible... That says that you can live as long as you want to on earth. And you know, we talk about these things. I talk about them in our circles. We talk about it on Facebook. And as he's speaking and he said, I won't tell you, immediately the Holy Spirit starts reciting things to me within. And so this woman of God who didn't get she didn't get to go to the meeting. I'd seen her at the last conference and she just really had, you know, spoken into my heart. She's about fifty-two, she looks like she's in her twenties and thirties. Really. So she's walking in a measure of this already. And we had just really connected. And we're sitting in the Starbucks, and as we start to talk about the deep things of God, and even even my Uber driver I'd gotten in, I'd never met before. He'd seen me sitting outside he'd seen me sitting outside, starts to talk, we start to talk about the things of God, and he's energized, he's almost jumping in his, out of his seat, begins to start talking about Enoch, and now he never talks about this. We're talking about the things of God, we're talking about the things of God, about living as long as you want. These are things confirmed by the prophets, confirmed by the Uber drivers, these are the, the sacred secrets and mystic mysteries of God. Now, Bobby's going to be doing a series. I think it's in... He's going to Utah. Uh, but you can look out online. He's going to be doing a series on the mystic mysteries and the sacred secrets. Because if, if you're prophetic at all, you know Bobby Connor. you've watched his material, you know he knows a lot more than he says. And that's uh, so I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. Um... Uh, But I also wanted to share this with you too. Don't just let us tell you about the Bible. Listen to us, you know, listen to the prophets. Those people who are in the stream of the one tree of life, that family of God. You don't need to be out there following all these, you know, bad sources of food. That'll mess you up. But you have the Holy Spirit. You're full full of the Holy Ghost. You're speaking in tongues, born again Christian time to get into the fire, baptism, get into the word of God. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. And one of the biggest things that I received that I'm going to release to you, a gift from Bobby is standing on the promises of the word of God. Don't just look at that word. And, oh well. Oh well, that's not for It doesn't work for me, you know. Blessed are your ears for the ear here. <laughs> the ear. <laughs> You have an ear of the spirit. You have an ear to hear. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Stand on that one. I want you to to read that one. Put it in your mind. Speak it. Declare it every day. You stand on that promise and you fight for that promise. Refuse to believe. Oh well, I'm having trouble. It's just. Blessed are your ears, for they hear. Blessed are your eyes, for they see. That is the word of God. Either that's the word of God or God's a liar. Which one is it? Which one is it? Is it true or is God a liar? See, that's the thing is when we don't believe the word of God, we call him a liar. That's what the scriptures say. So if we're calling God a liar, that gives the enemy grounds to attack us. You see how it's a self-fulfilling negative prophecy? Negative feedback loop to get us stuck in the old way, the old man, the old cycle. Oh, but it doesn't work. No, no, no. You speak that word. Open your mouth and decree it. Believe it. Let that be renewed in your mind by the living word of God. Say, come Holy Spirit. You said that you will teach me all things. Teach me all things. Spend the time. Don't just read it. and Oh, it didn't work for me. And give up five minutes later. I'm going to put the Bible spawn. on. Well, I text my girlfriend. Text me. <laughs> you know? And uh, this one. This one really got me. This is what, another thing that Bobby shared. Specifically for us millennials, this is the hard part, is when it comes to seeking the Lord, God hates, he detests multitasking. So I was like guilty of that. I was like, I got all these things going on, you know, trying to do this, trying to do that. This is, we're breaking a generational curse. It's that, that kind of ADHD Oh, all million things going on, uh, proud of multitasking in the workplace. Oh, yeah, I can multitask. I can do that. I, I'm a great worker. I can do all these 75 things at once. Hire me. We pride ourselves in it. We humble ourselves and find that thing. What's your homework? Y'all, you I see homework assignments. Even whenever you're watching in the live stream, you have a homework assignment from God. You've there's somebody watching right now, you've even told one of your friends what the assignment was, and you haven't even touched it yet. I know. That's somebody in this room too. You know what your homework assignment is. Do it. See the devil has you running around in circles, some of you guys. He'll say, he's done this to me too. Oh well, you just gotta find what's what's God's word for me today? What's the new what's the what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What he you telling you to do five weeks ago? It's still the same. <laughs> it's still the same assignment that you didn't finish seven months ago. There's somebody watching right now. Seven months ago, God gave you an instruction and you still haven't done it. And you're still running around confused, looking like, what I'm supposed to do today. I don't know. I can't hear what God's telling me. This Bible ain't making no sense to me. What was the assignment? For some of you, it might have been a book. He gave you a book to read. Read that book undistracted, turn off your cell phone, grab it, and read it through to completion. One of the greatest things that Bobby was teaching us was the best advice that he possibly could give us is this whatever the Lord asks you to do, do it completely thoroughly just complete thorough and quick obedience so it's we get caught up in all these demonic distractions demonic delays i know some of us we've suffered demonic delays in our life a lot of it is really simple we make it complicated take that book take that verse of the bible whatever it was talk to that person Apply for that job. What was it that God specifically gave you an assignment? The book's been sitting on the shelf. The Bible's just kind of going on in the background, but I'm not focused. Well, God told me to wait on the Lord and kind of get my mind set on Him. Do it. You can do it. There's nothing stopping you. It's just this thing. This is in the way. So, you know, what we do. we am going to have another drink. There we go. Isn't it easy? Oh, it's easy in the flow. And this season, and you will find that the answers come easily that the quickening of the holy spirit guides you in all things your yoke is becoming easy and light as you remembering what god said just as simply as when the serpent approached eve and said did god really say that half your battle is just simply remembering what god said what he already told you there'll be new instructions there'll be new things but. We got to stop chasing around all these imaginary new things and complete in obedience the things that God has already given us to do. Oh, it's going to be fun. Well, I don't feel like I don't... Just do it. (laughs) Give it five, ten minutes. If you press on beyond what's comfortable. I noticed this with some of our people online. They reach out and they talk to me and I tell them this. They like, say, well, you know, I wait on the Lord and I don't feel anything. I try to read the Bible. I, I want to be drunk on God, but I, I don't feel like, I just don't know. Just have another drink. And if you just simply open up your Bible, And you just go through and you read it and you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and to go into the word with you. If you press in simply just a few minutes through the uncomfortability of the flesh, this thing, this thing, my feelings, oh, I'd rather, oh, I'd rather do online shopping right now. Oh, I want to text. I got to text somebody. Oh. Whoever is trying to message you in that time, whatever you think is going to fulfill that craving, that desire to fulfill something, you will only find a satisfaction in completing unto full obedience the task which God has given you. So trust in what God has already given you, what he's already said. Drink where you're planted. Some people, they want to run around, place to place, book to book, person to person, ministry to ministry, like, where is it, I gotta find it. Drink where you are planted, Ezekiel 17. That was the problem that got Israel in 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 that problem in the first place. He said, I planted you by the good water. They were provided for by the eagle of many colors. That represents the Holy Spirit, the rainbow spirit of God. But they didn't want to wait on the Lord and drink where they're planted. Some other sketchy, raggedy eagle of some plumage comes around. Offering them enough. If you just come over here and drink over there. Doesn't go so well. Check it out. Ezekiel 17. Drink where you're planted. Some people, oh, well, if I just, if my spouse was just nicer, if I could just get out of this neighborhood, if I could just go and visit a church like Rebecca got to go to on the weekend, then I would be okay. (laughs) It's not like that. God has you on assignment and you'll never be fulfilled. And I'll tell you this, even the place where I go to visit and have fun, I was thinking about that this morning. I said, you know, the only reason it's fun for me is because I know who I am in the Lord. And I'm learning more and more who I am because I'm walking in the anointing of God. He's anointed my head with fresh oil. He's moving me by his spirit. When he says, go, we go. When he says, wait, we wait. He's ordering our steps. And because of that, it's fun, it's enjoyable. I'm blessed and the people are blessed. And, and it's it's wonderful. Signs and wonders, miracles. But we just barely scratch the surface. So we're sharing with you. The overflow of the abundance of what God is doing within us, even in these words, is an activation for your spirit. The only true unity that we are going to have is you rising up on the inside to be who you are in your spirit. Unique, divinely created, fully sacrificed in heart and mind, the tree of knowledge burnt to a crisp. I don't care how it feels or what my brain says. I'm going to obey what God told me to do, what he told me to say. Because without him, I can do nothing. I guess I'll tell you this to some of the miracles. If you follow me online, you've probably seen some of this, but um, just sharing some of the fruit of the instruction of the Holy Spirit on the progressions, the way the river flows, what he's doing. When I went to this service, now this happens sometimes in Joel's bar or at home when I'm dancing in the Lord. But I went up that one day, I'd been worshiping, dancing in my room go to the service, dancing before the Lord. And I was telling to my friends, half of the dance moves was this.
2: <laughs>
1: Getting drunk in the river, releasing like Bob Jones talks about, you pull it up from within you and you release it to the others in the room. And so when you see the people drinking, you see them over starting to overflow or whatever measure, that's there for you to receive. It's there for it to share in that anointing and that wine to grow you to build you up and so we're dancing we're praising and worshiping god and i go back down to my seat afterwards and i'm, I'm losing control of my body and the holy spirit just having a good time <laughs> and uh, i noticed that there's gold dust on my hands coming out of my pores and oil on my face and so i'm pretty excited and then bobby connor he starts speaking and more gold dust is coming. And it was wonderful. I'm sitting there like I wanna catch his words right here. And when he was finished, I drank them. And the oil and the gold dust came. I got to talking to the pastor afterwards. I had to show him, I a like, Pastor Tony. But I believe that that gold dust, you know, we've, we've spread it on here, um, Sister Stephanie. When we put it on our hands, Later that night, she had a whole bunch coming out. <laughs> it's to share. It's an overflow. It's the golden glory. He's talking about glory harvest. I mean, even the dreams that people were sharing at the conference, it was about the golden honey on the corn being lifted up above the bedposts. It was a place of rest, a resting place anointed and flourishing. The corn harvest is getting the preparing the workers for the glory harvest. And just having the prophetic confirmations—everything that we've been talking about online, you know, posting and sharing in person, person to person—has been confirmed and confirmed. You know, we—you can see it on online. You know, what Bobby Connor has been saying, what the Simmons, Dr. Simmons and his wife have been saying. The Lord is moving, and He's preparing His harvesters. So, do not grow weary in well-doing. Stay strong, be strong, be courageous. All these little things that go on that are affecting your emotions and your mind, it's demonic distractions 100% of the time. This is what the Lord told me. He said, let the people know, the enemy wants you to look at the problem and to be critical of yourself and of others and look at the problem to magnify it. But what the Lord is saying is you keep, keep my eyes, Keep your eyes on me, says the Lord. Keep your eyes on me. Your eyes, the eye of your mind, single and full of light. Focus on him. Don't focus on the problem. He said that you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Christ within. Don't, don't let the enemy take your peace. Don't let him take your joy. If he's taking your joy and you're losing all of peace, I said on him, praise That's another thing the Lord's been talking about. If there's something going wrong, go ahead and shout with the joy and shout with the praise before the answer even comes. Sometimes the time you need to get up and praise and dance is when you feel like it the least. You feel angry, you feel critical, you feel confused or lost. Oh, I don't know, oh, what do I do? Guess what? Put everything down, put on some praise, dance and praise the Lord, just praise him, because he's good. He's good today, yesterday. Tomorrow and the day after that. So, yeah, there's a lot of victory in dancing. I notice the dancing a lot of times is when the gold dust is coming, when the breakthrough is coming. You're crushing snakes and scorpions under your feet and the dance before the Lord with all your might. Yeah, the Lord gives us the victory by his spirit. Not by might, not by power, but by his holy spirit within us. <laughs> <laughs> I had some kind of what I have. Was it a, a scrape or a, a cut? I, I don't know, or some kind of something. And uh, I'd asked somebody to pray for me one time, and I prayed. And then I said, a few minutes later, "Hey, would you laugh at it for me? <laughs> just point at, it. <laughs> and it, the oil of joy just whack, just." broke through and I felt that heaviness of that come right off. Yeah could you come laugh at my injury for me please? So I <laughs> there was some lady with a cast on her foot behind me in on one of the surfaces and I just turned around I was swimming back to my seat from the worship. <laughs> swimming in the glory. And I turned around and everyone started laughing and so I look at her cast and we all I start pointing at it and started laughing at it. <laughs> God bless this woman. She started laughing with me. <laughs> the oil of joy is our strength or it's not. Either it is or God's a liar. Which one is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> bubble bubble.
3: <laughs>
1: it's going to be all right. God is good. You're going to be okay. You're going to be Okay. <laughs> Worst thing that can happen is you just mess it up so bad that you die. And then you tap out for a while and enjoy heaven, sipping on pina coladas while the rest of us do the hard work down here, okay? You're gonna be okay. Glad to share that with you guys, man. Gold dust. Miracle stone. oh yeah. And uh, after I go to see the pastor, I put the gold dust on his hands decreed over the house. I go out in the, in the hallway. And I start talking about the things of God to this lady and we're in line for the dream teams and the perfect teams. And as I'm speaking, gold dust appear on her face and a little emerald flake from a gemstone sitting on her nose within minutes of releasing this to the pastor for the house. with the golden glory And I talked about this with one of the mothers of the house, and the Lord gave her the same vision, the same flow. This is what Ruth Hefflin said. And you will praise and stay in the praise. Linger in the praise. Until the spirit of worship comes. And then you will worship until the glory comes, the new glory, the fresh glory. And then you will stand in the glory. Some will fall down in the glory. Some might get knocked out in the glory, KO'd. And we're gonna go glory to glory, it's the praise. He says that we enter his courts with praise. The Lord will show me, he has many courts. You want new realms of glory? We're going to new realms of praise. And you praise until the worship comes. You worship until that new realm of glory comes. God's doing a new thing. Oh, and it'll be for His glory. And His glory will be realized within you. And upon you. And all around you. Because the great darkness covers the earth. And a deep darkness, the people therein. But the glory of the Lord, the knowledge of the glory will flood the earth. Coming from within you, coming upon you. From within and without floods and rains, springs and mists. Some of you will see the end from the beginning, the beginning from the end, as Moses did when he looked upon the back of the Father and said, show me thy glory. <laughs> and what did he see? He saw the beginning up until where he was current and John when he beheld the glories he saw when he went through the open door he saw from where he was to the end. So from Genesis to Revelation you have seen the beginning to the end and he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the glory. Show me thy glory and he sees what allowed him to write about the creation story. Show me thy glory. Alpha and Omega, the Lamb slain before the beginning of time. Who were you once upon a time in the Father's heart before the beginning of time? Who will you be in the eternity of eternities? Why did you come here? What is your purpose? What is your mission? Do you remember? Do this to remember me. You are the body of Christ. Hallelujah.
2: <laughs>
1: so I'll leave you with that. We saw levitating feathers floating up and down, twirling all around. Confirmations and what Enoch is doing. The simplicity of Christ and put down your cell phone and read your Bible. <laughs> And have another drink
2: because
1: it's a lot more simple than what you think amen <laughs> thank you Lord these words be sealed in fire and our people thank you for activation angelic activation your angels be activated your spirit be lifted up at the sound of my voice the old break off and all the old seasons break off in Jesus name thank you Lord the host of heaven be released in this place, through this city, through the nations, and let the host, ah, the host who loves God the most, terrorize darkness and demons wherever we go. Terrorize them with the power of God. Let it be a demon-free zone wherever we go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. (laughs) <laughs> and if you want to sow into that there's links to give there's a sowing and a reaping you can believe anytime i've sown into the men and women of god there's definitely been an impartation and receiving i could not be where i'm at in my walk with god we've got a long ways to go but holy we're happy we are glad for the distance we've come yeah. And it could not have happened this way except by the the mowing (laughs) and the sewing, right? It cuts down our pride to sew monetarily into something. It does. Thank you, Lord. It could not have happened. These things, I mean, we're teleportation and gold dust and gemstone dust and feathers levitating around and... Angels and princes of angels and lightning seraphim up here. It's like this is not this was not my normal activities before getting into Sowing money into the people that I was learning from so It's gonna be better. some people get it some people don't But bless you anyway, I love you and uh, I'm gonna turn this back over to the uh, chosen leader, commander of armies on the earth, chief apostle of the body of Christ in 2022, Brandon Barthrop. I hand this over to you, mighty man of God. Mighty, mighty man of God. (laughs) And uh, it'll become clear, more and more clear in the days to come. Who he is, who you are in Christ. And I will say this tonight. There is a lot on the table for those who walk into obedience. So if there's there's a, there's a greater ability and a calling and a higher pathway of your destiny, the good, the not so good, there's the perfect. But we want to go for the perfect, right? If you want to go for the perfect will of God for your life and the highest calling of your destiny, just lift your hands right now. Say, I want it! it. And I got it! it. Thank you, Lord, for it. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Be blessed.
0: Well, hallelujah, glory. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Right now, as I sit down, I just see a, a vision of people's eyes turning inward. You know, disagreement is because your eyes are on the outside. Human reasoning. That's what unbelief is. Unbelief is the mind attached to externalism. All externalism. There is an externalism that pretends to be faith. There's an externalism that pretends to be Christianity. That's the guise of Christ. There's a Christianity of an antichrist, 1 John says, that comes in the guise of Christ. I tell you the truth, it's simply (laughs) externalism. So the externalist, or the member of the antichrist, has their eyes and their ears on an external Christianity that's completely led by fallen angels. There is a huge, huge amount of Christianity on this earth that's led by fallen angels. You'd be shocked. Everything that's not based on the perfection of the new covenant, Christ in you, is not Christ-led. It's not Christianity. I believe over 90% of Christianity as you've known it, even in charismatic and Pentecostal streams, and churches is actually of the fallen angels. So the promised land within, the true expression of Christianity within, out of the river flows the Holy Spirit, is practically unknown. (laughs) The promised land of truly living with your eyes here at zero and your eyes here in your spirit at 100. (laughs) I don't believe we've ever had a body mature enough in this place. I don't think we've ever had a group of weos who live entirely angelic. That's what our mission is. The mission is to become entirely spirit, your intelligence spirit, your vision spirit, your hearing spirit. your reasoning. Your spirit reasons. It's reasonable. Wisdom from God is reasonable, the Bible says. But the confusion is unreasonable. The logic and the reason of the flesh is unreasonable to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit has a completely different training center inside the belly of the believer. First and foremost, you can tell the level of deception a person comes out of in actual cult Christianity by not knowing God in their belly. You can actually measure the deception, the bewitchment of the soul and the flesh by how much their Christianity is not based on their belly. If they don't know about the river coming out of their belly, I'm telling you all of their Christianity is a lie. Even the giftings will have to be offered brand new, as if you've never been gifted before. Because it's iniquity. The giftings that are not controlled by the river coming out of the belly aren't controlled by God or the new creature in Christ. Which means it's entirely carnal. There's a carnal Christianity that does all the charismatic stuff. Oh, big time. Big time. So... What we're trying to bring forth in God the Father's desire is the mature ones. And maturity is entirely spirit, which is getting more undignified all the time. The new wine will set you free from your mind. (laughs) So, putting the spirit, putting the word of God in your spirit, the spirit writes the word on our hearts, Hebrews says. The Holy Ghost writes the word of God upon our spirit he said to me today I, sh- I shared it on social media one verse in the spirit is more valuable than the entire bible in the brain look at Saul Tarsus pharisee of the pharisees had the entire bible in his brain and was a serial killer of god's anointed people he killed stephen with a glowing face book of acts says. hello whole bible killing the people of the Holy Spirit. The Bible wasn't doing anything good for them, was it? Nothing, zero. So you gotta get the Bible into your spirit. The Bible in your brain is demonic. Look, at. there's nothing more demonic than killing Holy Ghost people whose faces are glowing in the glory. And that's what the people with all the Bible in their brains were doing. They're killing... So, And it's an act of murder to tune in, as you've seen by the hundreds of thousands, and they kill Joel's bar. They kill the prophets. They kill the glory witness. You've seen it hundreds and hundreds of thousands of times in Red Letter Ministries. It's the same exact reaction to the Logos in the brain fighting the Logos in the spirit. The Logos in the spirit is fully belly, belly Christianity which means you got a rich treasure glory, you got infinite joy, you know how the oil grows, you know how the wine grows, you have revelation. It takes a direct revelation of the word of God mixed with your spirit to realize your treasure house, to realize your wine cellar. <laughs> Once you realize your belly is a wine cellar and it's not just for your intestines, but that your spirit is there and then your spirit body begins to grow. Your spirit body begins to digest the word. You begin to feed your spirit. The things of the flesh, like even fasting, aren't as valuable. Because whether you're fasting or not fasting, you're going to feast for your spirit today. So all the do's and don'ts of the brain really kind of fade away. I've, I think only one time out of 400 messages of Ruth Heflin I've ever heard her even talk about fasting. I mean people that walk in a lot of glory don't talk about fasting very often. Jesus never fasted after that one time. Never. In fact, all they did was feast and party city to city, and the religious people were having a cow. So why don't your disciples fast like us? Should they fast when the bridegroom is present? Which means when you're in the glory, fasting ain't going to do it anymore. Which means you've realized your spirit, you're feasting for your spirit. So you're having fun in both dimensions. In both dimensions, your body and your spirit, you're just fried on the glory. Bridegroom, present in his presences, fullness of joy, fullness of joy in your spirit. You're feeding your spirit. Your body gets to enjoy everything your spirit does. Your body gets the overflow. My cup overflows with what? Your cup was supremely intoxicating. Psalms 23 is about someone whose soul is shepherded by the Holy Ghost. First they feast. He lays me down, which means stop your striving he lays me down so the holy spirit is gonna feed me first and foremost just lay down you get fed more taking a nap sometimes you wake up totally fresh i remember i've heard several different prophets in my lifetime say if the warfare gets really out of hand all i do is just lay down and take a nap i get up and the battle belongs to the lord it's one and that while? that's how you win Sometimes when the demon is really messing with your brain, you just go need to go take a nap. Amen. That's, a, that's all you need to do. The battle's been won. Amen. Now it just requires your participation, which is rest, not getting your brain all spun up on witchcraft, going insane. We need to crucify our brain so the demonic influence is less. Now this is how you crucify your brain: joy. This is how you walk in obedience to joy. There's no greater obedience than the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithless, self-control, the fruits of the Holy Ghost. It's the fruits of being controlled by the Holy Ghost and obedient to the Holy Ghost. Fruitfulness is the evidence of obedience. This person is whacked out on peace and love and joy all the time in the glory cloud. He must be obedient to everything the Spirit of God is saying to him. It's, it's evident that you follow God. Amen. Nicodemus said, you must be a man sent from God because no one has ever done miracles like this. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow those who believe. That's biblical. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for all the confirmations, the the signs and wonders. We love signs and wonders in the glory. You need signs as you're going from glory to glory. You need signs when you're driving down the street. Streets of glass, and there's signs on the side of the road of gold, angels, the cloud of witnesses, Miracles, healings, breakthroughs, open doors, promotions in the marketplace. We just released promotions in your marketplace. Adults should not be giving children's church offerings. It's true. No, just let, let the Holy Ghost work on you. The Holy Ghost has the ability to increase you. If you limit yourself to your own ability... I mean, you might continue to practice wrongdoing your whole life, but it's not okay. It's not healthy for adults to be giving children's church offerings. There's something wrong. There's demon possession, demon oppression. You need deliverance. And so we just want to release the oil of joy to break off the devil from your minds. People are mentally ill everywhere. Mental illness is a major problem in Christianity. You get around Christians for a little while, you just say, this is madness. (laughs) Like, everyone's insane. (laughs) There's mental illness everywhere. You deal with it every single day in Christianity. It's the hardest thing I deal with in full-time ministry. It's not just one or two people. It's hundreds. It's hundreds. It's hundreds. hundreds. And it breaks you down because the demonic influence has so taken over the mind. It's just like, what do we even do? You build up their spirit while their head is crazy. <laughs> and you just try to ignore the other stuff and keep it under control the best you can. But you can develop the spirit while there's demonic influence in the mind. If the spirit were not to be developed and you just are constantly distracted by what the enemy's doing in their head, no one would ever grow. No one. Because we were all a mess when he came to Christ. He cleaned us up even while there was pig slop on us like the old the younger prodigal son in Luke 15 he's fresh from the the pig trough and the father put a new robe on him amen new sandals so he's, he didn't even take a shower yet and he was clothed in the glory still smelling of sin so I'm, the pig pigs in the Bible represent demons. So that same day he was sleeping with demons, guys, in the Bible. The same day that he had been intimate with devils, he's intimate with God the Father in the Bible. You need to understand the Father's not intimidated by your fallen nature, by you going in and out of the kingdom, which we call schizophrenia, double-minded, which means demons sometimes in the Holy Ghost other times and you're gonna deal with that with everyone with everyone there's no one consistent here on earth except the Holy Ghost and the ones that have been completely burnt out from their demons getting delivered constantly are the more consistent ones by the power of the possession of the Holy Ghost which is actual maturity that you get steady <laughs> doing what's right <laughs> that you get consistent on the rock of ages which means all the other stuff has to get crushed in the whole soul the whole soul truth anyhow is pig the flesh is pig oh,
4: holy
0: bible equates the flesh vanity to a pig snout
4: <laughs> yeah
0: and so the heart and what's right here the heart is a goat according to the tabernacle of Moses or a pig the brain is a goat or a pig so but I'm telling you the Holy Ghost don't mind working with goats and pigs first and foremost you've got to understand the Holy Spirit works with us while we're in animal form days of Noah which means we all come as clean or unclean animals and we have both clean animals and unclean animals in our souls working at the same time. There'll be stuff unclean about you and stuff clean about you. <laughs> clean flesh means flesh that's still that's in the river that's controlled by the Holy Ghost. So it's clean animal. Okay, Jesus is a clean animal, the Lamb of God. That's as clean as it gets. It's a it's flesh that's completely controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's all it means. Simple stuff. The unclean animals are just Parts of the soul that aren't controlled completely by the Holy Ghost and he's working on you. The Holy Ghost has awesome patience. Look at the Holy Spirit's patience with humanity for 6,000 years. Now the demons will never agree with the Holy Spirit. So if you're looking for agreement in your head, it's not going to come. If you're looking for An unction, a witness in your spirit, that's how he'll come. He'll come right here. You'll have an unction to function from the Holy One who knows all things. The Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus inside your spirit and shoot fireballs, which is direct revelation, from your spirit up into your brain. That's how you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, by direct revelation of Christ in you, standing at the door. Come in. We just say, come in, Lord Jesus, into the heart. He's always in our spirit, because he is the spirit. He is the king of the kingdom. He is what maintains those seven blazing torches and the seven golden lampstands of the spirit life of the body of Christ. He's the king of the spirit life. He's the Lord of spirits, Enoch calls it. That's because he lives in the spirit, and he's really the Lord of spirits. Our job is to get them out of our spirit, through our souls, which few people have ever done. This is where you really lose people and they're just like, <laughs> you know, we got faith and stuff for the spirit, but when it becomes real, which means it becomes wisdom, is when it starts killing the beast. <laughs> killing the beast is not a painful process. It's not an offensive process. It's a blissful process. <laughs> It's a joyful process. The fire is the fire of joy. The fire is the fire of peace. It's the fire of God. God is love. It's the fire of love. Our God is an all-consuming fire, and God is love. So the fire is love. I mean, how dare you threaten me with a good time? The only thing he's threatening you with is love. How is love an enemy? How is love an enemy? (laughs) because of sin sin is the enemy of love amen so what we do is we guard our hearts from divine love and then make excuses which is called the false prophetic the false prophetic is being charismatic and yet still speaking out of the soul The beast was given a voice. I wonder what voice came out of the beast. It's not talking about unbelievers. For believers only. Book of Revelation to the priests and kings of earth. Revelation 1. So the whole 22 chapters of Revelation is for believers only. If believers who have uncircumcised souls, unsanctified, untransformed, unglorified souls are speaking, what voice are they speaking? The voice of the earth. What's the voice of the earth? The fallen angels. So do Christians speak the voice of the fallen angels? Everyone who's not controlled by the spirit through the cross, crucifying heart and brain is gonna be speaking out of the world. Forget like, oh, do they have a demon? It's just the world, do they have the world? Paul's not talking about the people following demons that betray him constantly in all of his epistles. He just said they love the world. The world got them. They just began to channel externalism. Only two trees in the garden? external or internal simple stuff so if you have external influence you have demonic influence because you're influenced by the world no one loves God who loves the world which means the love of God has to be the control of the inner man the Apostle Paul says true love for Jesus is the internal control of the Holy Ghost So the ones that love Jesus all become God inside-minded. They'll seek until they find it. And it will be revealed to them by direct revelation on the inside. All that is external is just false love for Jesus. They love him out of convenience. They love him out of ideas. They love him because they know it's right, but they don't sacrifice anything. There's no agape. There's no actual love. It's to like the idea of something. It's still carnal it's witchcraft like the people in India the Hindus so you have a belief in Jesus wonderful we'll just add that to our 300 million external deities and they've embraced that Jesus is one of the gods it's true it's called Hinduism 300 million people over there believe that crap but it's a completely external Jesus It's not the exclusive internal Jesus. If you get internal, the spirit is only awakened by the real crucified Lord Jesus. So the internal realm, which becomes the promised land within you, Song of Solomon calls the the inner man the promised land of getting completely consistent all the time when your brain is controlled by the throne of the Lamb The treasure house, the wine cellar, out of your belly flows river your innermost being that begins to receive the word and repentance is simply the disconnect of the brain from all externalism and the full connect and obedience to the literal throne of the lamb in your bellies. That's how you get completely drunk all the time. A person that's not in the wine, what's the wine? The blood of Jesus. (laughs) The blood of Jesus. You cannot be my disciple unless you drink my blood. Jesus Christ, (laughs) Red Butters, John 6. Which means they're drinking external blood. They're connected to animal blood. We want the blood of Jesus. Out of your innermost being flows the river of the bloodline of Jesus. Your mind is the the place where you make a decision for Satan or Jesus. You're gonna be constantly tempted, especially if you're around the prophets. The closer you are to the prophets, the more the demonic activity to pull you away because if you get as transformed as they are, you'll completely terrorize the works of the devil always been that way in every generation you study the Bible anyone that walked close to Paul is written in the word world-famous kingdom famous they're like the richest people in heaven the ones that walk the closest to Moses world famous kingdom famous they're total celebrities in heaven hey. everyone that walks close to the prophets in every generation walks close to to God. Walking close to God in the Bible is called walking close to the prophets. Look at David's mighty men. What made them mighty? They were felons in Israel doing nothing right. They're all criminals. They couldn't get jobs. What'd they do? They walked close to the prophet and they became great because of the closeness to the anointed one, King David. That's all they did. And then they just let it smear on them, changed their mind, changed their opinion about everything. And they became mighty in exploits. They became mighty in spirit. They became mighty in, in vision, in power, and they became mighty financially. They all gave billions to Solomon's temple, true story. So all you have to do for success, the Bible actually tells you this over and over and over, is walk close to the prophets, And obey the prophets. Honor Jesus Christ said the exact same thing. Honor a prophet, get a prophet's reward. What's the prophet's reward? The deepest desires of your heart brought about by the power of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) What do people do when they tune into the prophetic? They weep and gnash their teeth, usually. They usually manifest demons. They usually get offended because the prophetic is the spirit awakened and alive, and we're not speaking out of the beast. It's not carnal Christianity. That's why they get so offended. They're used to carnal Christianity. They're used to the brain, the throne of Satan, being in control. There's no throne of Satan around here. There's no brain control around here. That's what cult is, is being earthly, unspiritual, carnal-minded, which is called the Antichrist. To be controlled by fallen angels is to be carnal. To be controlled by the Holy Spirit is to be anchored You still need your mind, but you need it submitted to the spirit as a burnt offering an animal sacrifice Mark of the beasts on where the head the head is the animal the beast sacrifice They say go grab a beast for a sacrifice in the Old Testament The beast was always the sacrifice the sacrifice the beast, the beast of the sheep the beast of the goat the beast of the rams It was always beasts that were sacrificed in the covenant. So now what's the beast in the new covenant? The mind. The mind is the beast, guys. This is where you begin to get rock solid in the glory when you learn as young priests how to consistently sacrifice your brain to the glory. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. Every single one of you has more glory in your spirit than you'll ever discover. God's glory is endless. Glory to glory has no end in the Bible. The brightness of His glory shines ever brighter. Even in the full dawn of day, when you're surrounded and baptized externally in glory, you will shine on in ever increasing brightness forever. It's called You'll Grow in God Forever. God's planting of His Word in your spirit goes on in brightness forever. So the kingdom has already begun in you by the Word in your spirit giving light to your spirit. What does it mean to be saved? I believed a Word. That was filled with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost that came into my spirit and it brought light. What is salvation called in the Bible? The light of salvation. (laughs) How much salvation do we want? It's determined by the measurable amount of brightness. How bright is your light is a measurement of salvation. How do we get brighter from glory to glory, brighter to brighter? It's only by the Word deposited into our spirit and sacrificing our brain to not try to do the Word. Let the Word work by its own power. Let the Holy Ghost be the worker. When you yield to the Holy Ghost, you're surrendering to His glory. Your brightness will shine forth like the noonday sun arise and shine for your light has come which means it's not me I'm already here I don't need to come but the light has come Isaiah 60 says there's a different light apart from us that will come what is it Maranatha come Lord Jesus it means that there is a brightness of the word that is coming but it's not coming down from the sky the sky is not your savior men of Galilee why do you stand here gazing up into the sky the first rebuke of the church is in Acts 1. the angels rebuked them for externalism for sky external false Christianity they didn't want to get into old covenant religion is to this Jesus gonna come inside your spirit with the word? Your word's gonna be on fire. Hey! You're gonna birth your own spirit that's gonna have the river of the Lamb of God's bloodline in it, and you get as bright as you want. Hey! All, all twelve of you apostles is gonna be different brightness. Yeah and they all were each one completely different but all of them with the same glory see that's the foundations that christ in you his word will be the foundation of the light of your mind you need to get your mind illuminated by the word in your spirit release the word of god like fire through these minds let everyone's mind be pulled into their spiritual stomach, which is called the greater salvation. This is the path of the weos, fully God inside minded. Don't think you'll ever have mature weos of God, government of God, mature Christians unless they're fully God inside minded. We are. So bewitched in the charismatic church, it's incredible. You could be in that God outside minded raise your hands and worship external Jesus stuff for the next four million years and you never mature in Christ. You, you cannot grow in Christ with the externalism. You need to lay hands on your belly and realize the glory. And give your brain as the animal sacrifice to the fire of the Holy Ghost, which is the glory, in your belly. And keep progressively giving Him your heart, giving Him your mind. And the Holy Ghost in there will become a throne room for you. Yeah, there's a room because your body is a temple. Yeah, it's not talking about the open expanse of the second heavens. We're talking about your body being the temple. The temple is multiple rooms. There were secret rooms in the temple first corinthians 6 19 your body is the temple of the holy spirit If we don't understand how the temple works just forget just stop what you're doing right now stop drop and roll because we need to start over in the temple we're not even in the temple which means we're not practicing godliness isn't even possible unless you're in the temple you're not going to see god unless you're in the temple You talk about seeing God in the Old Testament. Well, we got to go to the temple then. Well, we're in the New Testament. If we're not seeking God inside the temple, we're not even seeking God at all. Where's God? In the temple of the Holy Ghost. Where's the temple of the Holy Ghost? Your flesh. He's in the flesh. That's why all the apostles called it treasure in jars of clay. No, this needs to get more real to you than anything else. If you want to be a real Christian, a prayer warrior, walking the Holy Ghost, You need to understand this temple as the new covenant temple of God, not a lesser God, not like churches where you go to meet God, like knowing God in the inside. You go to church and everyone's God inside mindedness will spread and you have awesome glory. But don't think you're going to have an encounter or constant encounters or any kind of maturity or any kind of mental stability. This is why everyone's crazy. It's because their brain isn't even in the temple. The brain's out with the foul birds, the beasts, and the reptiles in some kind of external form of old covenant style Christianity. That's why they're crazy. The birds of the air have devoured their minds because their minds are on the outside. As soon as you start to renew the mind, to the Spirit, which is the holy place where the seven golden lampstands are inside the body of Christ, inside, and then you realize that you have to deal with your own heart. Now you, now you actually have a game plan. Now you have vision. You have a battle strategy, and it's not fighting against others externally like a hypocrite. You're fighting against the 6,000 years of blood that speaks a worse word than the blood of Jesus. It's not the blood of Jesus in your heart. I don't care how saved you are, it's not the blood of Jesus in your heart. I don't care how much you drink, it's not the blood of Jesus in your heart. The blood of Jesus is clear. Bible tells you the blood of Jesus is crystal clear. If you can see it, it's not God. Crystal clear living water is the bloodline of Jesus, Revelation 22, from the Lamb of God. It is written. So this is not the blood of Jesus. This is your arch nemesis. This is the River Nile. This is why people are completely crazy. This is Egypt. This is Egypt. Egypt ain't out there. Egypt is in the human heart the river Nile, which is the life of Egypt. Egypt is a world system, has nothing to do with the Middle East. It has everything to do with prophecy. In prophetics, Egypt deals with the human being and the Earth dimension. Understand Egypt means Earth. This is the blood of Earth. This is Egyptian blood. If you live out of it, guarantee Janes and Jambres 100% of the time. Most of you have only known Janna's and Jambres Christianity, which is of the human blood, which is of the river Nile and Egypt, the earthly. The circumcision or the crucifixion with Christ lifts you out of human blood When the true prophecy of the blood that speaks a better word than what the earthly blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was of the earth, his blood was spilt on the earth. Jesus' blood was poured out in heaven. Yeah. He says, Do not cling to me, woman, for I have not ascended to give my blood to my Father. The blood of the Lamb of God is in heaven. So it's a completely different blood. The blood of the earthly is the whore of Babylon. The blood of the heavenly is the Son of God ruling in kingly power. So that's the blood we're into. That's the blood that crucifies earthly blood. A false disciple, a false brother, a false sister is not into that heavenly blood. So they're only from the earth constantly, which means they're only going to be demonized. You can't have good fruit from the earthly. Fruit is only of the heavenly. Fruits of Eden. Fruits of the spirit. There is an upward ascension as you have faith for what the Holy Ghost is lifting you up into the heavens above all the uncleanness of Egypt. So the Exodus in the Old Testament was out of Egypt into Zion. Took two generations, right? Joshua and Caleb, only ones that made it because they had faith for the new in the promised land, which was what a different grape. There was the grapes of Egypt, the bitterness, the gall, the wormwood, the toil, the slavery, the human, and the Adamic, the curse. It was the curse and then there was the promised land which was stolen by them from them by the giants by the nephilim and by the seven nations of canaan so the enemy has your promised land what is your promised land the heavenly glory the place of perfect bliss the place of rulership over the earthly the place of rulership over Egypt what did Joseph ascend into rulership over Egypt the rulership over Egypt the rulership over the earthly and the Adamic is what gives you the heavenly glory and the promised land and you do it inside your own heart you don't have to do it in others This doesn't take any evangelism. It only takes the prophetic truth. And yeah, we love saving people. We save everyone that wants to be saved. I love evangelism, but the truth is, growing doesn't take any evangelism. Nope. Only the prophet and only the inspired, consecrated messenger which is the prophetic as well. The, the apostolic is totally prophetic. In fact, I believe the apostolic is a greater maturity of the prophetic. How can you be apostolic unless you're completely prophetic? Forget the apostolic as you've known it in Egypt. That's the false apostle, the apostolic of the earthly. But the apostolic is fully consecrated by the prophetic. You become apostolic by being completely prophetic. Which means if you don't have the Word fully alive, crucifying the Adamic and the earthly in your heart, I mean, just forget the heavenly witness of the resurrection. The apostolic witness of the third heaven is just not even possible until you're completely prophetic. So, to become a prophetic and apostolic people, it takes the constant sacrifice of the earthly, the Adamic, and you do it internally in your own heart, in the temple. What do they go to temple for? Kill the animals. That's all they did in the Old Testament. You go to temple to sacrifice animals. You study the tabernacle of Moses. There was eight altars. Eight altars for killing animals constantly. So what is the revelation of this temple? The constant crucifying, the picking up of your cross and following Him. Where in your spirit? Of the Adamic, of the heart, of the brain. Not just the heart, but the mind also. You have to take your mind into the fire. The mind controlled by the fire is at peace with God, Romans 8. The mind that's not offered as a burnt offering is boring against the Holy Spirit. It's in agreement with the enemy. Bible says it. How do you be an antichrist? Don't renew your mind. That's all you got to do to stay human, Be human beings that reject the Holy Spirit and the internal transformation of the temple and the, the temple's ability to crucify the beast. The red dragon and the false prophet all get killed inside the same temple of the same maturing Christian. It's not an outside job, guys. The fall was an inside job. The fall of Adam and Eve was internal. The inside became an influx of no longer practicing the ability of the glory cloud. Now it became the ability of the flesh. And the spirit got buried in the world and the world filled their bodies. So now they're stuck as five foot ten size people walking around a mound of dirt where before they were in the fullness of glory, didn't even know they had bodies. That's the difference between God inside minded, Adam and Eve before the fall, God outside minded, after the fall. On the after the fall, it was an external communication. We're not in that. That's we're not in that external communication stuff. Now there's an internal communication. Out of your belly flows rivers of communication with the living God. The seven <laughs> rivers of the seven spirits of God. Seven golden lampstands. Seven stars are the seven churches. The witness of the light of His glory on the inside of the believer. The kingdom of heavens within you. Luke 17, 21. So I think maybe that's all the churches are within you. If the kingdom of all the witness of the believers of Jesus Christ, the Bible says this stuff. Read it. Luke 1721. If the kingdom and all the kingdom of heaven is inside the believer's spirit, don't you think all the churches? are inside the believer's spirit, that's apostolic prophetic Christianity. The brain goes to zero because now it begins to value the ability of the dirt and the mounded dirt, the ceilings, the walls, the rituals, the Adamic, the human, the human blood, and the things that a human being can do go to zero, which is actual faith. Faith crucifies the carnal mind. Faith crucifies the carnal hand. Faith crucifies the Christian works of the flesh. It's called strange fire. All you need is the faith. Faith is the ability of the spirit conquering Egypt. How do you grow your faith? Conquer Egypt. (laughs) Moses came in when he got discipled by Jesus Christ face to face for 40 years. He was sent back to do what? Destroy Egypt conquer Egypt and he did with signs and wonders for unbelievers the signs and wonders are to destroy Egypt to destroy the earth the earth will be destroyed with the Holy Ghost you're not gonna have the old system of doing things the Lord remains in heaven to the restoration of all things restoration of all things is the destruction of the current things in order to restore the ancient original design of the open Eden paradise of the earth, shining like a star because the glory is so bright. Imagine earth as a star and you're walking on a star, but the star is the glory light. That's how earth was in its original design. That's the new earth. The new earth is a glory star, white and colorful and everything alive and praising the Lord, every element praising the Lord animals having no fear of man there's no wars there's no poverty there's no sin sickness and disease that dimension of the new earth is already inscribed inside the believers spirit that's your mission to so get your spirit conquered through Egypt and the Adamic bloodlines of whatever race you are in the flesh it don't matter because you go back far enough you're all just one family in Pangaea there's only one bloodline in the first day only one It was at the Tower of Babel that you had the 70 root nations of all the DNA of Asia, Africa, Anglo-Saxon, and whatever else is down here. That came at the Tower of Babel. But you need to go deeper than Babel. Deeper than Babylon. Deeper than the flesh, which is Babylon. Deeper than human blood, which is Babylon. You gotta go into Zion. Zion is a mountain of the Holy Ghost, that's the new creature. The new creature only lives in Zion. Angels only live in Zion. If angels are visiting Egypt, it's to bring you into Zion. They're trying to bring you out of the realm of the dead, into the realm of the living. You're progressively coming by the renewing of your mind into Zion. Amen. And that's where you'll be flying in Zion. That's where you'll be a lion in Zion. That's where you become Holy Spirit iron in Zion. And iron, like a lion, in Zion. Amen. Bob Marley glory. I like got iron lion and Zion. Iron in prophetics means spirit. A spirit lion. Your new creature is lion. Bible says Jesus is a wonderful four-faced man. Lion, eagle, ox, and man. So you're actually part lion. Part eagle. Part ox part man you're only 25% man it's not man as Adam and Eve it's not human when you think that that new man that the Bible describes it's light being man of light man of fire it's light being it has nothing to do with the flesh guys anyone's Christ their new creature altogether all things have passed away but I still have a body why because God's looking at the spirit the spirits completely new this spirit is man that's the new man The Spirit is a new man. What is the new man? A light being. That is the image bearing of God the Father. Hebrews chapter 1. God is a light being. It's a being of Shekinah light. It's a being of fire. It's not just like campfire. It's the fire of glory. It's the glory color fire. It's the creative power of actual light that created the worlds. That is what the new creature is. The new creature is a man. That's why you can see the silhouette. that looks almost like the same as this, but it's made of pure light. That's your spirit. Your spirit is a man. That's why the Bible calls it a spirit man. That spirit man that's made out of the Shekinah glory that eats the word of God to get stronger and thicker and gels in these bodies that's being brought from glory to glory your spirit is going from glory to glory by eating and it's conquering and transforming the body in which it dwells that's not what the bible says Hebrews says and god prepared a body for me for what for my spirit to live in the body and jesus had fun in the flesh all the time and it was glorious having fun in the flesh is glorious God has prepared a body for me. He ate and drank and had fun with his friends and was persecuted by religious people because of it. Uh-huh. One of the worst demons you deal with after you're born again is the Gnosticism that flesh is bad and the spirit is good. You'll have a horrible Christian life. Your Christian life will be nonsense. I tell you what, this is the temple this is the temple of glory. This is the temple that my, my spirit goes from glory to glory in, and my body shares in the success of my spirit, eating the food of the Word of God, obeying the Word of God. I get to bring my body into obedience to whatever the Father is saying. You know what the Father is saying to me? Keep doing Joel's bar. That's what he said. He said, been on autopilot for decades. I love doing the will of God. And he's, and he's clear about it. And I'm so blessed to have so many prophetic voices in our life. And if it's a huge transition, then he'll actually send just a ton of other helpers during certain seasons of this ministry the last 16 years, and it's just a feast all the time. But it's just crystal clear leadership in this ministry from the very beginning continuous signs and wonders. Jesus himself appearing numerous times in this ministry. And God sending us the most powerful prophets and different voices in leadership to help us transition in times of promotion and greater leadership. We are freaking spoiled in Red Letter ministry. It's true. You get around this ministry, you, it's a feast in this ministry. We are spoiled in a good way. We, we have the best of the best and I'm just so thankful for it. And it's so clear. God is just saying, Keep doing what you're doing, feeding the people wisdom. Keep doing Joel's bar. You know, that's what he said. That's autopilot for me. It's just feeding the people stronger meat, getting people on a stronger diet for their spirit, teaching and illuminating their spirit, helping them understand as priests how to sacrifice the brain and the heart to the eternal part of them, getting them into the new man that they are. Even if their mind is a little confused about what that is, the word will come forth with clarity. And where there is clarity, there is light. So, what is the teaching of the word? To bring clarity to the mind. If you can hear the word today, let it clear up the cobwebs in your ears, let it burn up the cobwebs all the spiders and their confusion and witchcraft and sorcery be burnt off your brains burnt off your bones right off your brain stem disconnect from the altars of demons you don't have to be a satanic warlock to be connected to the altars of demons you only have to be external you only have to be a human being to be a human being is to be connected to the realm of the dead. To be a living being is to be connected to the Father and the Lamb on the inside. So progressively growing from external to internal, this will take discipleship. That's the, the way of the Lord. It's narrow if you find it, because it's fully inside. What is the ancient past getting restored? The Bible says restore the ancient paths. We got all kinds of ideas about that. None of them are external, I'll just tell you that. None of them. Even if you want external paths in the second heavens that mystics teach about, you ain't going there unless you go through the sheep gate to the Father. That's what Jesus said. What's the sheep gate to the Father? Inside the temple. You go through your spirit into those places. You're suddenly translated, the Bible says. You know, you can suddenly translate as soon as you're got inside minded. You just got a little bewitchment on your brain confusing you in externalism. The sorcerer tries to go up into the heavenlies and he's a thief and a robber jesus said so a lot of christians because they're not taught right are taught rapture and ecstasy and second heaven stuff and how to go into the angelic sphere through externalism and they mean well but i'm telling you there's sorcery there's witchcraft everywhere in christianity the only Rock solid teaching that you know you're not going to get demonized and confused and start trying to save devils and principalities and stuff like that is if you're God inside minded. Because now you're dealing with the Lamb of God in there. And now the Lamb of God isn't going to allow you to do a stupid crap. Because you're now you're doing it in the temple. And the temple is the place that keeps it real. But if your brain and your mind start to wander external, it's not real out there. That's the place of sorcery and bewitchment, it's not real. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, 1 John 4.4. 4. So if your mind is not in your spirit, you're in the world and you have demonic influence majorly. You have the whole curse of the fall working in your members. So here's how you get saved and grow in the light of salvation. Put your brain into your spirit and burn it. Burn it, burn it, burn it. You want a greater burning? You want a greater salvation, greater light? Eat the Word. Put the Word in your spirit. The prophetic Word. You can listen to the prophets and put them in your spirit. You know, that's what the Holy Ghost had me do in 2006, 2007, 2008. Eight hours a day. 365 days a year, I would feed on the apostles and prophets and the Holy Ghost led me to certain ones. I had different divine encounters with different people sovereignly and the Spirit of God would make me have divine encounters, divine appointments, and say, this person, I want all of the word that I've imparted into their spirit, trained in their spirit, I want it imparted into your spirit. God did that to me majorly with David Hogan, majorly with Bob Jones, where everything they had, <clears throat> I want it put into your spirit. It was So wild. this guy walks up to me, I'm fresh out of Bible college in 2006. I'm leading a men's group called Band of Brothers, and there's 55 guys there. One of the Band of Brothers comes up to me, and he hands me a DVD with four gigs of David Hogan sermons on it. <laughs> And the holy ghost says i want you in david hogan's school and this was the wildest craziest teaching i had ever heard up until that point (laughs) just crazy constantly dealing with warlocks and just the wildest stuff you could ever imagine and for about a year or two i went through all four gigs on that dvd and that was my assignment that was my mission, what the Lord was training me in, in the first two years of Red Letter Ministries in 2006 and 2008. <laughs> Amen. And then it was Bob Jones in the prophetic and just all the prophetic, all of the training of the prophets, the Kansas City prophets, and just getting all of that imparted in my spirit. All of them. And it was powerful. I mean, that really, you mix the apostolic with the prophetic, you got a hybrid. You got a son of God, and then to be God inside-minded at the same time. God inside-minded the whole time, meaning I'm not putting this into my brain. I'm not becoming a selfish witch with someone else's teachings. I'm putting this into my spirit to serve God in His glory for His throne, to serve Him like an angel in Zion that serves Him in spirit and truth, doing it all God inside-minded in spirit and in truth and the flesh getting clearer and clearer and clearer to be non-existent for the development of the Spirit by the prophetic and apostolic anointings. And so that was the first two years. And then after all that feasting every day, what I do, I get so fat in the glory. I get so feasted in the glory. And then I would go out into the darkest places of my region and do ministry. Eight hours a day. Mostly in Cedar Riverside, which was extremely high crime rate. They call it Little Mogadishu. We have a West Bank in Minneapolis where 125,000 Somalians live. Phillips neighborhood where I lived at the time with Steiger Ministries. And there was 144 languages spoken in that one neighborhood. There was a a reservation in the inner city. It's the only inner city Native American reservation in the United States called uh, Little Earth. Little earth and it had the highest crime rate of any place in Minnesota. It was crazy being little earth almost every day Just I mean just the craziest stuff death and murder and gangs everywhere drugs everywhere It was wild and so I would take all that feasting of all that apostolic and prophetic anointing in my spirit And then just go into the darkest places and then one day he started to say now I'm transitioning you into broadcasting it was true i had two years of all that feasting and then all that outpouring it was the wonderful foundations of this ministry but he shifted it on me and we still go out to these places but everything changed it's always different that's why you got to stay in the river the water courses will change you know i i thought maybe i'd be doing that kind of ministry my whole life but i got kicked out of Steiger. I got kicked out of the community houses because I started to get into the drunkenness. I started to get so deep in the spirit. I was intoxicated all the time, having encounters and visions and signs and wonders. And it just started to offend all the people around me. And it began to transition me into a different dimension of broadcasting, to broadcast the drunken glory, to broadcast wisdom. Ultimately, What we're doing, this is the calling on this ministry and this mantling, is to broadcast wisdom as a feast banquet for the sons of God, to produce a high level food from so much experience in Christ all over, dealing with every nation under the sun, literally. And how to build up the spirit to work worldwide and that's what Joel's bar is that's why we came about and just to continue to feast and to outpour every day and out of the overflow stuff just happens you're carried you have divine appointments walking with Christ becomes effortless no confusion just the empowerment of the spirit and you go on autopilot When your spirit is fed, your spirit knows what to do because it's fed on the Word of God. The Word of God is the wisdom of what to do. What do I need to do? You need to feast. What's God's will for your life? Eating. Luke 15, they're both lost, older prodigal, younger prodigal. The only prescription of God the Father in the Bible to anyone lost in religion or rebellion is coming into his house and eating the prophetic word feasting until your spirit is so overfed. There's no confusion. Now you just outpour everywhere. Now you just enjoy the earth everywhere. Enjoying the earth is God's original design. Obedience, the fullness of obedience is living in Eden, enjoying your father through your whole soul. It's not about doing works. It's about relationship with the father in the fullness of his glory. In the God is love and he wants to help people so sometimes not all the time and it won't even be most of the time good works is one of the fruits on your giant tree of glory on your entire spirit Gabriel most of the time just stands in the presence of God then once in a while he'll come down and has an assignment that's what it's like you're like the angels you're just mostly enjoying the presence of his glory all the time then once in a while Not all the time, just once in a while, he'll give you something to do besides just enjoy him. But that's not the majority. To be a worker is to not portray the kingdom of heaven accurately, because that's not how it is in heaven. In heaven, the angels are enjoying the presence of God. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Oh, you should be working all the time, Gabriel. No, that's not how heaven works. That's not how heaven is. That's not how God is. No. It's enjoying God, which is the work of God, to believe in the one God sent, which is to live in his presence and to get just totally glorified on joy and to bear fruit, to have a garden outflowing of your heart. Heaven is only about intimacy. Religion, even in charismatic Pentecostal stuff, is go do, 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 work, 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 work. That's not Christianity. That's deception. That's bewitchment. That's bewitchment. And I'm not producing lazy Christians, but kingdom cups that overflow His wine. His wine can come out of you. Angels can come out of you. They can go do the works. The Bible says the angels will be the workers at the end of the age. If your flesh is still the worker and the angels aren't, well, that means you're not in tune with heaven. That's what the Bible teaches. At the end of the age, which is maturity. In maturity... ANGELS, DO THE WORKS! Because your full-time job is to walk with the Father in the coolness of the day. Did Adam and Eve do any works? In the glory cloud, there's no works. It was just brooding over the animals. Oh, here's your works today. (laughs) Just talk over the animals. That'll be their names. See, it's effortless. It's clouds. You need a vision. Who are these that fly along like clouds like doves to their nests? Who can a, a dove cloud of the Holy Ghost glory? do works it just broods over the earth it just rules over the earth that's your spirit working it's a work but it's the enjoyment of the glory i saw one seated on a cloud having a gold crown holding a sharp sickle, which is the glory harvest, the great awakening of the end times. What is he doing? He's sitting on a cloud. Oh, geez, you know, if you you're doing that on a construction site, they'd fire you. They just fired Jesus. He's not working. Most Christians would ask him to leave their church, because all he does is sit there and wear his gold crown. You really think you're something special holding the sharp sickle? No, it's an illustration for you to understand a higher work, an angelic work. The Father will not demonstrate Him as an Old Covenant style anymore. He's forcing us to mature to understand Him angelically. You must understand angelically. God is spirit. You must understand God spiritually. Spiritually discerned so that your job is riding on the cloud, the the cloud rider, rider Yah, amen? Cloud rider Yahweh, that's one of his names in the Bible, the cloud rider, he that rides the cloud, Revelation 14, 14, only in the cloud riding state of spirit totally out of flesh in the glory cloud in god the father on earth as it is in heaven will there be any harvest he's like i'm not even giving harvest with these little counterfeit fake revivals everywhere and they're everywhere people hyping up stuff you know you got you got you got to burn all that stuff up that's where the wrath of god needs to be outpoured on the strange fire deceiving everyone in false revival and there is a lot of hyper spiritualism you can have all the revelation and teaching but you want to look into the enjoyment and the elevation of the clouds I'm looking for cloud riders effort effortless ones that are seated with him to be seated with Christ in heavenly places means to ride on the cloud of his glory and someone who's overcome the flesh and all the works of the flesh which is religion they've overcome religion they ain't religious anymore not caring what people think not trying to please the earthly pleasing the heavenly your numbers would go way down. But Jesus had to do it. Jesus had to constantly prove Himself to the Holy Spirit by not pleasing the earthly. He destroyed His ministry over and over and over. The Bible says, And many could no longer walk with Him after that time. This is a hard teaching. Who can obey Him? And all of them left Him. They all left Him. He broke down His ministry and destroyed His ministry so severely that He only had four with Him at the cross. Only four. Yep. So you, you're you going to get so broke down by the glory that you're only going to please the spirit of glory, which is actual maturity. Numbers don't mean anything. Numbers usually mean how worldly you are and how watered down you are. We need to go after the cloud. Success is becoming cloud riders. Who are these that fly along like clouds like doves to their nest? These are the sons of God. This is the production of actual weos maturity of those in the heavenly Jerusalem angelic sphere, everyone in the angelic sphere got there by the knowledge of the glory, which is direct revelation from Jesus Christ that built up their spirit to be a wonderful four-faced man. Everyone up here is eagle, lion, ox, and man that understands God's ways. We do take orders. We obey everything our Father says, but we're not workers. We're sons of the kingdom. We're daughters of the kingdom. We live in the angelic sphere. We don't get pulled down by need. We don't get pulled down by greed. Your mess does not move the hand of God. The desire for God moves the hand of God to give you a drink. But it is one of the worst things that I see in Christianity is people sowing and giving money into need and poverty. That there's the manipulation, a witchcraft in the body of Christ that if there's a need, then I need to give into it. That is not godly. You give into the glory that meets the need and you're actually sowing into God. If you're sowing into poverty and sowing into need, you're sowing into Satan. You're sowing into the destroyer. That's tolerated in most Christianity. That I don't give into the glory. I don't give into the abundance. I don't give into the cloud i don't give into the golden crown i give into the poor i give into the needy into the sick into those in want. well you're going to reap more religious demons in your life where are you so there you grow you're going to grow into hell Because people have an earthly Christianity that it's like, it's need based, it's flesh based and so they can be manipulated by circumstances. In the heavenly realm you can't get manipulated anymore, you get persecuted because you're only controlled by the spirit of glory, by the brightness of the word of God. You get rock solid in the glory. That's what maturity is, that's what we're going after. No longer earthly on the inside, fully raised from the dead, while in the body. You'll still have a body, but it won't have control over you. You, as a wonderful light being, a man of light, inside that body, will have control over the body. It becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit, who's in you. Amen. A body controlled by a spirit being that's been eating the glory is called a weos of God. It's a it's a temple that's demonstrating the Father's original design of the spirit having dominion over the animal, naming the animal you got to name the animal first. God told Adam, name the animal. What did he do? He named the flesh. What's your name? You name the animal. When they're born, you name the animal. It's on your birth certificate. The animal's already named. It's tagged and it's numbered. And now, God gives you a new name that's not animal. A white stone of the chief and corner stone of the mind of Christ. White stone, I believe, also, there's seven levels of revelation of every verse in the Bible, but it's also the new mind. A new mind, not the black stone. Not the stone that's full of darkness and demonic influence, the darkened mind, but the white stone, the glorified mind. I believe the name of Jesus Christ is your new name. And I got many verses for it that he will write his name on your foreheads. The brain is always referred to as a stone in the Bible. And so to be a capstone and to be a cornerstone and to be a white stone you have to have a renewed mind that's controlled by his glory so the whole building is out of whack if the foundation is not connected to the living water the lowest part of you your brain if it's not submitted to the highest part of your spirit the whole temple is just going to get looted by the enemy constantly because you forfeited all parts of the temple out here connected to the world to demons. That's why the helmet of salvation is put on the lowest part of you. On your brain. The helmet of salvation. You have to put it on your brain. Otherwise, the earthly dimension can influence you. And it corrupts your root system growing up into your spirit. The highest part within come on now and your spirit will rain down through the brain this is coming down like a scroll is out of your belly flowing rivers see I'm putting you right side up because you've been upside down it was speaking up into you to see the highest part of you your spirit seated in Christ in heavenly places so that light begins to rain down through the lowest part of you that's listening right now in your brain and your brain turns into a white stone that's your foundation that's how you're connected to the earthly. I'm gonna glorify the earthly, which means I'm gonna glorify your brains. There'll be a new earth, which means a new brain. What is the brain? Earth. That's all it is. It's made out of earth, it's made out of dust and dirt. It's made out of actually sand, quartz crystal, silica, it's flesh, but it's earthly made out of stardust you know your flesh is made out of stardust and it's animated by starlight just like animals and god's not mad about it god did it that's how he encased the spirit after the fall when they'd left the glory he put animal skins on them which gave gave them a human body God had to do it. That was part of the redemption story. Well, now you're gonna go through the flesh for 6,000 years, but on the seventh day you'll come back into the spirit completely as a humanity. And we're 22 years into that timeline where it's 6022 right now in the Jewish calendar. 22 years back into the seventh day, which is the people that have brought the animal back into the spirit and offered it up like Isaac and Abraham or like Jesus and his father, which is an offering of the flesh. Jesus came in the flesh back to the father who is present by his glory. You have the same exact path. Those that love Jesus will walk in the same way Jesus did, which means the, give their flesh back to the glory to the control of the glory and get everything else controlling your flesh burn off of you by the baptism of fire amen by the word of god preaching through your ears that kills the snakes inside your heads Amen. The Word of God crucifies demonic influence of invisible demonic spirits. It's the preaching that sets the captives free, the Bible says. What are the captives needing to be free of? Shadows. Where are they? In the flesh. In the brain, stealing the the life of the blood. The quality of life and building Egypt in the realm of the natural through demonic influence. So when the word of God goes forth through the earth, it destroys the works of the devil. That's called the lake of fire. Your words are fire. Your spirit is fire. The river of fire. Last time I checked, a river produced a lake. So what happens if out of your belly flows rivers? You might produce a lake of fire. Does that mean that the shadows of the earth dimension can no longer influence the brain? That's exactly what it means. The demonic influence in all the earth will go to zero as we awaken to our spirit and flood the earth with the glory. Glory is fire. Lake of fire is glory. Heaven is hell to sin. It's true. Heaven is hell to demons. Love tortures and torments haters. Blessing is a torture to one accursed get me away from your positivity don't laugh around me I'm offended by it get your joy away from my bitterness you're making fun of me. You're personal. Everything's self ego. Everything's about the soul because you're full of devils that are selfish demons. And when you just pour on the joy, you're actually torturing them. You're pouring on the lake of fire. You're, you're throwing the red dragon, the beast, because you've done it in yourself. You know how to do it to others. This ain't just for your own personal annihilation. This is for the annihilation of every nation by the glory. Amen. Dash the nations to pieces like pottery. That's a little different form of evangelism, isn't it? I mean, that's the place of kingship and sovereignty where my spirit don't care what you think. I know you're wrong. I know you're deceived. I know every man is a liar, which means all flesh only lies because it's not speaking through the cross. It's not crucified. Only the Holy Spirit is the truth. The Spirit of truth amen you only get the spirit of truth through someone who's crucified the animal which means the flesh of the beast no longer speaks so the beast is not supposed to speak when you're born again you're supposed to speak out of the blood of jesus that speaks a better word than the, the words of the beast if we're discipled correctly we don't have to die in the wilderness. But if we get into false Christianity of the soul and the brain and maintaining the goat, we just have goat sheds everywhere and we think we're Christians and it's not kingdom and it has nothing to do with what they walked in in the first century and we're the most deceived people in the whole world. A lot of that's true. A lot of that's true. We're the most deceived people in the whole world if our Christianity is based on just goat sheds. We need it to be based on offering the beast. We need the real priesthood of Melchizedek, the offering of the soul and the mind. We need to know how to live in the glory, how to crucify the soul and the mind, to have no flesh influence, understanding the temple, to mature as a priestly bride. We need to mature in the priesthood. My job here at Joel's Bar is to teach wisdom to mature you as all priests, a royal priesthood. And that's why I teach so much on the animal because that's what God the Father wants you to understand and begin practicing in your own souls. Applying these things to your own hearts. Awakening your own spirits crucifying your own mind and getting the visualization of the brain being the lowest part of you and getting the vision the revelation of the spirit being the highest part of you the part of you where the glory comes from you're only gonna get glory out of your spirit if you haven't found your spirit as your high place and you're in your flesh locked in the realm of the dead you're accursed you're deceived and bewitched and that's what's wrong and that's why they're all mentally ill and frustrated and it doesn't work for me. The flesh never worked for anyone. If you go into your spirit, oh, the spirit works for everyone. The spirit is always working. The spirit is always releasing effortlessly without any frustration. the spirit's a demon for his own. And you want to release greater glory, greater spirit, glory to glory from your spirit? You got to start feeding your spirit. You got to start feeding the high part of you and not the low part of you. Not the base part of you, not the earthly part of you. Don't feed the earthly part of you feed the heavenly part of you renew your mind to the heavenly part of you fully got inside minded out of your belly flowing rivers of heaven's glory getting your heads off of his story letting him roar right through thee in the midst of thee the great crystal sea for every eye to see his glory his story And you just being the animal sacrifice. That's why they all have glorified personalities. Because they've burnt out their souls. Their personality is completely glorified because it's now hidden with Christ. Where there is the fullness of joy. At the right hand of God, in the fullness of His presence, your spirit's already there because your life is hidden with God in Christ. The Bible says it. It's the truth anyhow. Your whole life, which is your spirit life, is hidden with God in Christ. Now, let your brain know about it. Now you got to renew your mind by that truth. Amen. Let our minds be renewed by Our spirit, let our spirit release fire into our hearts and our minds. Each one of you receive an impartation from the cloud rider. Each one of you get a vision for becoming cloud riders by the sacrifice of your hearts and minds. Taking your whole life into the glory. Taking every relationship into the glory. If they don't want to go into the glory, you can't walk with them anymore. Repent from man-pleasing. Repent from the soul life and go into the spirit life. Walk amongst the seven golden lampstands today by faith. It's already in your belly. I don't feel it. Well, there's going to be some stuff that's blocking your feelings. It's getting it burnt up in your heart. You will feel it. This is the truth anyhow. It will require a progressive sacrifice that won't feel like a sacrifice anymore. It just feel like daily bread. I feel like this is the normal, reasonable walk of living life in the glory. And if there's blockages, they die because my life is hidden with God in Christ. I am living for his glory. I am living for his throne. The Lord of glory, the father of glory is in me. That's my God. That's who I'm serving. Anything that's in the way is going to burn. If there's a person in the way, he'll burn, she'll burn. If there's a demonic assignment, no weapon formed against us shall ever prosper. It's not possible because you're going after the power of his glory and it will just burn up the enemy round about you. They'll try to follow you as you go into the glory, like the Egyptian armies following Moses. And they get swallowed up because they have no access into the glory. If you take your minds deeper into the glory realm in your bellies, every demonic assignment gets quickly swallowed up. Amen. That's how you cancel spiritual warfare, that's how you end all the negativity and anything the enemy's doing around you. Just go into the sweet, creamy center, the promised land which is your spirit. That's where the throne of Jesus is. And it might take external conflict for you to get in there because we are very dull about spiritual things. People are very slow. Most Christians just listen to this stuff and like don't understand anything that I'm talking about. But it's the truth. You might need to meditate on it. When sheep eat, and we are all sheeple, we're God's sheeple, God calls a sheep, I'm a sheep. It's The reason is, Revelation, the reason is because sheep will eat until they're so stuffed, they fall over and trance out. They go into trances, or they just get whacked out. They eat until they're gorged and just fall asleep, which means you'll have to eat some of these truths until you're just tranced out. I mean, it might take the same message four hours, eight hours. God had me do it for years. I mean, I listened to Bob Jones for years until I was completely tranced out on the prophetic, living in the prophetic, only having prophetic experiences all the time and nothing else. Uh, you know, if you want it, you go after it. Seek and you will find. Well, we found it. That's all we walk in now. That's all we're into now is the prophetic walking on sapphire pavement from glory to glory, developing and building the spirit, walking with the angels in the heavenly realms. That's all we do, and we never do anything else. If you want an earthly life, a mixture of life, you can have that because that's based on desire. By desire, they left the glory and served the flesh, Adam and Eve. By desire, we go back into the glory and serve the Holy Ghost, and He takes us from. From glory to glory 2nd Corinthians 318 we go from one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory constantly transfigured by the spirit who is the Lord the only Lord down here is the spirit and if you're in him he's Lord of Lords He shares His nature with you and His royal dignity and His kingly authority. The Holy Spirit is King. The Holy Spirit is Lord and you are His offspring. And you get the rewards if you walk with your Father who is the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit conceives you. Holy Spirit rears you. Holy Spirit disciples you. How do you fulfill the law, which means come out of the flesh? Follow the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says. All you gotta do is follow the Holy Ghost. I need a formula. Now you just need a relationship with the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will teach you the Scriptures so you can communicate to God through His Word. The Bible is the communication of the Spirit to the prophets. The prophets receive the Bible from the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, which means this is how we talk to God. God uses the Bible continuously all day, every day to communicate to us. And if we don't know his word, we're not going to be able to hear him. It's like a four-year-old talking to a doctor. You just don't have the vocab. Amen. You need the vocab of the word. Take the Bible, put it in your spirit, and talk to God. Amen. He wants to talk to you. He's got a lot of things he wants to say. But if you don't know his language, which is the Bible, he can barely talk to you because you you don't know the word. So it gets exciting to read the word knowing that's what opens up the communication to the only God on earth. Now I can communicate with God, which is the prophetic, the communication of God, prophecy, the communication of God, the Word of God, King of Kings and Lord of the Lord. If we're going to walk in kingship, I guess we're going to have to know the Word really well and it's not just going to be a carnal word. That Those days are long gone. We're in the glory. This is the glory word. This is the word of grace. This is the word full of light. This is the word fully energized. This word has all the energy of eternal life in each word. This word becomes a treasure house within you. This word becomes a battery fuel cell like fusion power in your belly. Uh huh. You're not running on heart energy. That's an hourglass. That's weak. You're not running on human energy, solar technology of the fallen angels. You're not running on it. You're running on fusion power of the spirit. That is a power supply that never weakens. It goes from glory to glory, not the fading glory of just heart, the ever-increasing glory of spirit in your belly. And that's how you overcome death. And there's a people whose spirits will be so built up in full spiritual stature that they will conquer the old adamic grave clothes of the human heart. And the spirit come up right in the middle, be just stardom stardom the run-on morning star the morning star shall rise in the heart it's the overcoming of death 2nd Peter 1 19 it is written but it's a it's a measure of mature prophecy that we don't currently have on earth the Bible tells you to be through the maturing in the prophetic and the growing of the morning star rising in your heart that death will be swallowed up in victory so all the What is the growing in prophecy? The unraveling of the word, the meaning and the the understanding and the revelation of the word of God. Remember in the beginning we fell because we doubted the word. Did God really say from the mouth of the serpent? Now we're back into the word, revelating in the word, unfolding the word, letting the word be made our flesh and going deeper in the word. The anchor for the mind is the word. And so we anchor our brain through the hearing of the word into deeper glory in our spiritual stomach every single day. So we have never had a fading glory experience. I've never experienced fading glory in my entire life. 22 years its always been ever increasing glory because it's real in the new covenant. Your spirit is an ever-brightening star if you're New Covenant and not deceived. Amen. And we're gonna keep growing in the New Covenant. There's no cap against the brightness, the internal brightness. A lot of people are so dull in their minds they can't even see the brightness of the spirit but they come around it they can feel it i get around unbelievers every day and they feel it right away they say i feel that wow every single day for years and years and years i can feel that what is that energy that's my spirit that's me you just you're feeling my spirit my new creature is loaded with the word with fire with glory the new creature in christ Hello? It's been born of Christ. It's equal to Christ with spiritual ability. It worships Christ and you don't have to worry about any of that. But it is fully God and is not a little G, it's a big G. It is Yahweh. Yahweh's offspring are Yahweh's. I have made you Yahweh's because you've decided to no longer live like men. You decided to no longer live like women. If you go after your spirit and your spiritual ability, you sacrifice the dying, decaying part of you that's not even you anyway. All deception will be burned off, and it happens by the renewing of your mind to the eternal part of you. Amen, glory to glory for your spirit at the cost of the temporal realm, which is what destroys the demonic inside that temporal realm. That is their container. The soul or the unrenewed mind is the container of all the demonic. So if you're unrenewed, the whole world influences you. To be demonic is just to be not renewed in your mind because the, the Bible says it, the unrenewed mind or the unsanctified, untransformed soul is the house of every unclean spirit. Houses speak of souls. So the soul that's not glorified is the house of all demonic influence. So glorifying your soul is how to get all the demonic out of you. Because your spirit has risen in the morning star and you just, you're no longer a part of the unrenewed. You're no longer a part of the soulish. You're now spiritual. You're alive in Christ. Arise and shine for your light has come. The light of the bright morning star in your belly by growing in prophecy, which is unfolding and revelating and understanding god's word jesus christ the word of god amen and see so it revelated in who jesus is that's what seated on the cloud is it's just totally revelated on what the word does who the word is how the word rules his ways his thoughts intimacy with the word The Word was with God in the beginning. The Word was God in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word of God is our salvation progressively consuming every other word in the heart and in the brain and in the bones and in the marrow. Until you're glorified by the Word. Greater glory. A greater revelation of the same Bible. The Logos revealed in a greater degree. That's what teaching is. Teaching is the revealing of the Word in a greater light. It's levels and degrees of Shekinah glory from experiencing it unraveling inside the temple. You want the Word to unravel in the temple in a greater glory? All you gotta do is let it, your spirit unravel it and it brightens within. So, when it comes inside the temple, What happens is the carnal part of you burns and the spiritual part of you unravels and gets strengthened. And the spiritual part of you that now discerns the spirit, rightly dividing the word of God, workmen who are proven, studying to show themselves approved in the temple, the house of God of the human body inside the jar of clay with all the words hatched and bearing fruit in different degrees of light, which is different levels of revelation and understanding of the same logos. The logos mixed with the spirit is the transfiguration of mankind. Truth anyhow. Amen. Thank you, Father. For a people that will fully reveal the glory of the Logos in their spirit, in their bodies. That's all transfiguration is. The Bible says they're constantly looking at the glory the Word transfigured from glory to glory. It's from the looking at the Word. If you read it, 2 Corinthians 3 says, The looking at the Word. The looking at the light of the Word. This Word, if you look at it, there will be an increased brightness. If you're just dull and you don't let it be seen in you, you can't grow in brightness. The Bible says it's vision in the Word that illuminates the Word for a greater light in the soul. And that greater light is the crucifixion with Christ because Christ is fully glorified at the right hand of God. Forget all the religious stuff applying it through painful processes of false religious suffering. It's the glorification of looking into the Word that causes our minds to be fully illuminated by our spirit that conquers our flesh to live as morning stars. Sons of God. Like light makers each one a personal solar system and when they come together it's like a heavenly Jerusalem it's like a kingdom of light and that's what the sons of God are They'll they'll rule this world by learning how to produce the light of his glory the knowledge of the glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea it is written Knowledge of how to produce true light inside the spirit and how it gets through the heart and the mind and all the internal conflict of what that deals with, which is the priesthood and learning how to sacrifice the animals to get more light of the spirit out, to cover the earth with living water, to bring forth the new heavens through the conquering of our souls and the covenant in our spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, for a people that will go into maturity in all these words tonight. Let this word be sealed in each and every spirit, and let their mind be renewed to the glory of the Word of God in Jesus' mighty name, in that same high heavenly glory. I pray, Father, you'd speak about financial sacrifice as an important part of their spiritual growth. That this financial sacrifice would be as holy as all sonship teaching and revelate in their hearts. How to honor the priests of the Melchizedek order through financial sacrifice, tithes and offerings into this ministry, into the sons of God, into the glory of God, into a greater maturity. You're sowing into the glory. It's a holy, sacred act. Offerings to God, if you read the Bible, sacrifices to to God was holy and sacred not just all the mystical stuff that gives you goosebumps but the sacrifice was holy and consecrated this is something that the principality of poverty has blocked from being restored even in this tribe even in this tribe many people in this tribe still give children Uh, children's church offerings. That's what the Holy Spirit calls them. Children's church offerings. It is disrespectful to the Holy Spirit. Honor the Word of God. Honor the Holy Spirit with how substantial this Word is to your eternal life. It is the most valuable thing you've ever heard tonight was this teaching. Therefore, value it with an exceptional sacrifice from your finances, in Jesus' name, and be blessed as you do, understanding more thoroughly the financial sacrificial system of the new covenant. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for a people that will sacrifice their money to the glory of God to sanctify their finances for God's priesthood in the New Covenant. It's a thousand times more important than you think. It's not a small matter. It's very, very important to God. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit in the financial stuff. Honor Him equally as you do the Word of God in the giving time. Then you can really, really get the heart of God and the idolatry and the religiousness and the principalities will have less and less control over your flesh when you're really doing holy acts of financial giving into the glory of His kingship in this apostleship. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. amen glory
2: okay.
3: Cedric can we get something Jewish a little uh, bit yeah. something a little yeah 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 We're gonna need the drums too. Is that okay? shaya ya yeah, oh. yeah. My, yay my, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, Shando yeah, yeah. Shandobrande, ke, sombande, and itte se, amande, emande, ro shande, ke, ame. Oh, there's an oily anointing in the glory of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Hey, hey, oh, there. There's an oil the anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. Let's sing that together. Oh, there's an oil the anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I an oily anointing in the presence of the lord there's an oil that's flowing in this place yeah 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 come on declare it say there's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord there's an oil that's flowing in this place There's an oily anointing in the presence of the Lord. There's an oil that's flowing in this place. I see it. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. It's the oil of healing. It's the oil of joy. It's the oil of breakthrough that's flowing in this place. Come on, declare it! Oh, there's an oily anointing in the presence.
4: Joe.